Gamble on, fellas. Gamble on. <laughs> Welcome again to Gamble On, the weekly gambling podcast presented by usbets.com. I'm Eric Raskin, US Bets Managing Editor and Media Director, and I'm joined by my co-host, US Bets Senior Analyst, Diamond Jeff Edelstein. And Jeff, I'm sorry to report that there is only one football game remaining in the NFL season. Some would even say there is one made-for-TV spectacle remaining and zero football games remaining. <laughs> uh, but we will all be watching that spectacle-slash-game, whether we are invested emotionally or just financially. Uh, so what are your Super Bowl party plans? Do the Edelsteins host? Paint a picture for me of, of what Jeff's Super Bowl Sunday looks like. Honestly, my Super Bowl Sunday is mostly a school night. You know, uh, we're, we don't do that. But my first of all, my son couldn't give a shit. My youngest doesn't care. But of course, it's my 12 year old autistic daughter. She's all in on the Eagles. Huge right. Eagles fan. She kind of understands football, like more or less. Like she understands like the a touchdown, right? She's got she got this Eagle guy from Build a Bear a few months ago, right? And now all she does is root for the Eagles. Watch Eagles. The only time the Eagles lost those two losses, she didn't watch the game, so she's clearly like their good luck charm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, what's the picture going to be? Uh, me and her watching the game, and me probably pissed off about how my bets, my DraftKings showdown lineups, and my underdog team <laughs> are performing. Uh, what about you? Uh, well, uh, so we were invited to the same Super Bowl party we've been invited to every recent non-COVID year, uh, but the right. problem is... I, I like the people hosting. I, I like the people attending, but it's not a serious Eagles fan party. Uh, one kid is a Patriots fan. There's a family of Giants fans. And there are just a lot of people who, who don't care about football. You know, they, they may show up wearing an Eagles jersey, but they couldn't name three players on the team. They're all about the food and talking over the game. But, you know, God forbid we don't turn up the TV volume when the commercials come on. It, it's that kind of party. Got Which you. is fine if the Eagles aren't in the Super Bowl, but since right. the Eagles are in the Super Bowl, I invited myself and my son to my friend's house, uh, the, the friend I text with about Philly sports like 10 times a day all year round. My only friend, as my kids like to joke, uh, except it's not a joke. Uh, anyway, at his house, it'll be all Eagles diehards. And if they lose, it's going to be the most miserable scene imaginable. But but I'll, I'll take that over the party where if they lose some non-fan is immediately going to say, well, there's always next year. I, I, mm-hmm. I can't be around people who are going to shrug and move on. I, I need to be with my fellow wallowers if they lose, which right, which they won't, sure. of course. As long as your oh. daughter's watching, they won't lose. It, it appears that way, yeah. Right. Well, uh, I would like to uh, thank her in advance for the uh, good luck charm that she is. And let me thank all of our listeners for joining us for episode number 228 of Gamble On. If you missed any of our previous 227 episodes, including last week's episode featuring our interview with former Governor Chris Christie, in which I found myself enjoying a conversation with a Republican. What does the world come to? Uh, anyway, all previous episodes are available on Megaphone, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other podcast apps. Please subscribe, rate, review, and of course, go birds. Unless you stand to win a lot of money on the Chiefs, in which case, sure. fine, root Go for Chiefs. your bankroll. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up a little bit later on the show, we're going to be joined by Caesar Sportsbook ambassador and former ESPN anchor Kenny Maine. He's going to be talking to us about what he thinks about the uh, sports media landscape, how it's covering sports betting, and he's got a few Super Bowl picks to give us as well. But first, as always, Eric, plenty of news to discuss. 
Here's your Gamble On News of the Week, an inside look at the biggest stories in the world of gambling. We'll kick off the news segment with a Super Bowl-focused story. Uh, as it does this week every year, the American Gaming Association surveyed some folks and crunched some numbers and released its annual projections for betting on the Super Bowl. And the headline is that an estimated 50.4 million Americans are going to bet in some form on the game, up 61% over last year, and they'll wager some $16 billion total spread across regulated and unregulated formats, double the estimate from 2022. This is the first year that the number of people placing sportsbook wagers is expected to be greater than the number of people betting casually with friends and family. And the people polled by the AGA are evenly split on how they see the game going, with 44% saying they'll bet on the Eagles and 44% on the Chiefs, which leaves 12% either undecided or deep into props and not caring about who wins the game. Uh, Jeff, got any takeaways from the AGA's release? You know, every once in a while as a columnist, which I've been for like the, my, the bulk of my career, you, you write something and then after you write it, you look at it and you'll be like, you know what, I, I, I want to take this one back. Uh, and, you know, I wrote about yesterday on SportsSound about how I wasn't that excited about betting on the Super Bowl when I could bet on everything else, like 364 days of the year. Mm-hmm. But after thinking about it and looking at the study, uh, it was a bad take. It was a bad take. Ah, all right. Uh, clear, clearly, America is psyched to get down some action on the Super Bowl. And who am I to, like, bah humbug on it at all? So good <laughs> for you, America. Like and subscribe to Gamble On. <laughs> the ultimate point counterpoint. Jeff just argues with himself. I love it. Uh, you know, it, I mean, it, it happens every once in a while. I, you know, as a, you know, right in the column, you've you know, you've written opinion yep. pieces. Yeah, you, you you write something, and in the heat of it, you're like, ah, this is you know, I like this contrary. You know, it's a contrarian take. I like this, but then after you sleep on it, you're like, ah, I, I'll take that one back. Right. <laughs> All right. So uh, now I know what you what you're going to spend this afternoon writing a rebuttal to your own uh, your own piece from yesterday. Uh, pretty much. Yeah, okay. it's, uh, that's going to be part of my Super Bowl preview column. Yeah. OK, <laughs> um, so as far as the AGA numbers, uh, my big takeaway uh, is uh, sports betting is popular and getting more popular. Uh, yeah. Who knew? <laughs> it is helpful, though, to have someone put some numbers on it um, in terms of the ways in which people plan to bet. It was uh, some of the methods that came in at the bottom of the list that surprised me slightly that 18 percent said they plan to bet in person at a sports book. That sounds kind of high to me. Very high, uh, yeah. Maybe the AGA talked to a lot of people in Massachusetts and, and it skewed the results. Um, the other one that got me 13 percent still plan to bet with a bookie. I, I would have thought that would be a little lower by now, but. Uh, well, I mean, again, you got California, Texas, Florida. Right. Yep. Right? Yeah, I guess that's the thing. If you're if you're in a state that hasn't legalized yet, uh, the bookie is uh, is the route that you've always used. I guess you're still using it. Yeah. Um, a- another number of note: seventy one percent of people betting at sports books, either retail or mobile, say they saw a responsible gaming message in the last year. I'd, I'd say that's encouraging. You know, uh, we're going to be talking about RG in just a second with uh, with the next news item, but uh, I'd say that's that's encouraging that the the messaging is uh, is getting through. Yeah, no, I, I guess it is. Uh, everyone's betting. Like, it's, you know, we, we need to uh, just recognize that. And as far as California, Texas, and Florida goes, you know, come on, get rid of the program. <laughs> Clock's ticking. For real, you know? Yep. All right. Uh, our, our second story, I just uh, hinted at this. Uh, it's one that seems to have gone under the radar. Uh, not a lot of people are talking about it yet, but they probably should be. The New Jersey Division of Gaming Enforcement announced Tuesday that it'll be working with online operators to try to identify potential problem gamblers, a noble endeavor. 
but it will be doing so by analyzing people's player data and tendencies which some may see as an invasion of privacy and a crossing of a line. Uh, the DGE points out that the data was already being collected by the online casinos and sports books, but now operators are being tasked with monitoring it for signs of problem gambling, and the DGE will reach out to players to let them know they've been identified as at risk. That reaching out will come in the form of an automated call or an email at first, then they may be required to watch a responsible gambling video. And finally, the operator will reach out directly to the player to address the issue. Big Brother has always been watching if you're gambling online, but now Big Brother is telling you what he thinks of your habits. Uh, New Jersey is the first state to take this step. We all agree responsible gambling is important. Jeff, is the DGE going too far here? Yeah, I mean, if this was an operator decision and they decide to do this and they made it clear when you sign up in the terms and conditions and it was like a, no big deal, then all right, whatever. But the state getting involved in it, and this is my state, getting involved in it, you know, this kind of like lit my libertarian streak a little bit. Uh, you know, and honestly, at first, you know, when I first saw the press, was, I was like, all right, no big deal. This stuff's already being collected. You know, it can't be too careful, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, very quickly, you know, the, the old slippery slope argument kicks in, Yeah, you know. Uh, you know, what you know, what kind of information is the McDonald's app collecting? And now now I'm gonna get a phone call from the state telling me I'm eating too many Big Macs, you know? <laughs> right. Oh, Jeff uh, says here uh, that you got a bottle of Maker's Mark and a twelve pack of Heineken last week. You know, you, are you okay, Jeff? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I don't like it, honestly. Yeah. Uh, although honestly, I am a little excited for my first automated phone call letting me know that I gamble too much this week. <laughs> Because that's coming. That'll come. You yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're certain you're going to trigger this somehow uh, pretty quickly. I am. And you know why? Because I I, uh, I will still arb every once in a while. And sometimes I got to move money around. Yep. And I'll bet, you know, $10,000 in a week when I'm not risking anything. Whereas on a normal week, I might only bet a few hundred dollars. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yep. So, yeah, yep. I, I fully expect to be part of this and i kind of hope to be because that'll give me something to write about <laughs> that's true there's always that anything that's that creates content is uh is good it's good uh, a yeah, good thing absolutely. in a way yeah so I, I have mixed feelings about this as i assume most people do um one thing is that I, I think a message from the dge telling you they think you have a problem it could backfire i mean if you have a problem it could just piss you off uh if you don't have a problem it'll really piss you off Either way, I, I feel like most people be inclined to exhibit worse gambling behavior once Big Brother tries to tell them what to do. Um, you know, my only experience even close to this is getting those messages from the online casino that say you've been playing for 30 minutes and right. they annoy me and I, I can't click them closed fa fast enough. And, right. you know, I'm a relatively level headed gambler. I imagine a problem gambler sees that and is like, good, uh, F you, watch me gamble for another 30, bitch. Uh, so anyway, someone telling you that you're exhibiting problem gambling behavior, you know, it sounds good in theory, but I imagine it will not have the intended consequences for most people. Uh, the the thing in your article, Jeff, that I, about this that I found really interesting was where you listed the parameters of what the operators are going to be looking for. It's players whose gambling time increases from week to week, those who repeatedly self-impose cool-off periods, those who wager until they have less than $1 in their accounts, and those who regularly access the self-exclusion page on the operator's website without actually self-excluding. I could poke holes in, in all of those. Oh, uh, yeah. I, sure. I, I think I've mentioned that you know with FanDuel specifically, where I can't block casino without blocking everything, and I don't want to just piss all my sports betting winnings away on casino. So I leave $0 in the account all the time. And when I'm in the mood to play a little casino 
or to make a sports bet, you know, I, I do a $25 deposit and I either run it up a little and cash out at a profit or, or I play until the $25 is gone. That's me wagering until I have less than a dollar in the account right. very frequently as a way of being responsible. And, and right. yeah, it could p- poke holes in all the others too. Yeah. I, it's, I, I don't like, I don't, I don't want the state involved in my legal activities. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's again, it's, it's the, there's there's the intention and the reality of it. Like like I I appreciate the intention behind it, but yeah, sure. But I don't. But I don't appreciate the idea of it because it's could, they, now we it, anything could become part of this. I don't right. like it. I don't, right. I don't like it. Yeah. Um. I I I'll mention that uh, you have uh, a, a big article coming out next month during Responsible Gambling Month, and I, I don't want to spoil yeah. it uh, for the listeners. Uh, but I'll just say you you talk to an expert about your behaviors, and it's a great article. Um. I think we should have that expert on the pod afterward to talk about what you talked about in the article, but I'd also love to get his take on the pros and cons of, of this DGE oh, action. Oh, great idea. Great idea. All right. Uh, our final story this week takes us to Texas, and it's a two-part story. Part one, bills were filed Monday in the Texas House and Senate to potentially legalize online sports betting, allowing the state's sports franchises to each partner with a sportsbook operator with the Texas Lottery Commission running sports betting. If the measures pass, they could be put on the ballot for Texans to vote on in November. Part two of the story, Texas's most famous sports better, Mattress Mac, has changed his tune about legalizing wagering. He's been known to fly or drive to other states to get his million-dollar-plus bets down, and in 2021, he wrote an op-ed for the Houston Chronicle arguing in favor of legalization. But this week, he said, quote, I know myself, and I've seen the light as far as impulsiveness on me to sports gambling. Because I've got to drive to Louisiana, it limits those impulses by a factor of a thousand. So I'm not in favor of sports gambling in Texas, end quote. Uh, I'm not sure quite what's going on here and whether Mac has some ulterior motive or isn't being honest about why he opposes this. But I do know that if it's dangerous for Texans to have sports betting available to them without driving to Louisiana then it must be dangerous to have it in Louisiana and and 30-plus other states. Uh, Something doesn't smell right to me here. Jeff, any guess what's up with Mattress Mac's public change of heart? Senility? You know, senile? Maybe. You (laughs) know, who knows? I mean, it it certainly seems to be the height of disingenuous behavior. Uh, You know, how can you be betting millions upon millions of dollars and then say, ah, you know what, this seems wrong. I don't think any – only I should be able to do this and only I, you know, will travel to do it or whatever. But yeah, something doesn't smell right. Yeah, early contender for 2023's understatement of the year, Eric. <laughs> You're nominated. All right, good. It's an honor just to be nominated, really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the ultimate in hypocrisy. I, I haven't really been anti-Mac at all to this point. Um, I agree with Brett Smiley's take that uh, that what he does shouldn't be considered gambling, but really... Otherwise, you know, whatever, he can he can be a fun and interesting story to cover to a point. But uh, this right here, this is starting to make me very anti-Mac. I, I refuse to believe this has anything to do with him not trusting himself if it's legal in Texas. And and if it does have to do with that, then what a selfish prick, you know, right. I don't want access to it. So nobody should have it. But also screw you, people of Louisiana. Um, <laughs> but 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 I'm sure there's some other reason behind it. Uh, he could have a friend in politics who doesn't support legalizing sports betting. And, and Mac is just kind of selling out. I don't know. Whatever the case, I am now anti-mattress Mac. And uh, I'm rooting that much harder for Texas to legalize sports betting. All right. Good. There you go. Take that, Mac. It's time to welcome a special guest from the world of gambling. Let's get to the Gamble On interview. 
As we welcome this week's interview guest, he immediately makes me and Jeff, in some order, the second and third funniest sports journalists on the podcast. You know him best from his 27-year career with ESPN, and since 2021, he's been a content contributor and brand ambassador for Caesars Sportsbook. Kenny Main, welcome to Gamble On. Hey, how you guys doing? We're good. We're good. Thanks for joining us. So, so you're on the scene in Phoenix. We're not. So we're counting on you to be our eyes and ears. And I'm curious about the sports betting presence, not just Caesars, but all the various operators and advertisements. Is it overwhelming? Is it is it merely whelming? What's the situation like out there? Isn't it whelming? Yeah. All the others have gone out of business. They couldn't make it. And now <laughs> Caesars is the only one out there, the only option. Uh, once we get legal in all 50 states, things should be going well for us. Did I mention the quick pick? You know, you like to bet parlays. Some people do. Mm-hmm. And always bet responsibly when you do so, of course. Um, but some people don't know how to make the right? You want to, right? I, okay, I think Philly's going to win. I think the under or the over, whatever my opinion, you know, that somebody might score first touchdown. Somebody might have 200 yards, right? You get all these different choices, and you can put them together to, right, enhance the profit, right? Higher right. odds. Caesars is like, why don't we just, Spoon feed people. Here's a parlay. Do you like it? Bet it. You know, so it, it's actually more convenient. You look at it like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't make that up, but I kind of like the number on it. Um, that's one way to do it. But yeah, no, the other people are here. Uh, they're back in business apparently. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. I, we avoid them. I got asked to be on somebody's radio show sponsored by I can't even say the name. Right. That's how loyal I am to Caesar. I won't even say the name. I won't even acknowledge the existence of these other operations. <laughs> you're a, you're a good company down. man. I'm impressed. I like it. I like it. I, I'm going to take down their signs. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going <laughs> to walk around this place after hours uh-huh. and just ruin their sets. I'm going to destroy it. There's one. Um, no, they're all over the place. It's funny because I can't remember how long ago it was. It wasn't that long ago. Tony Romo was told he couldn't show up at a you know paid event. You know, people get paid to show up and be sure. the celebrity. And I think it was like something to do with either fantasy football. I don't know what it was. Something, something related like that, right? And they said, no, that's unbecoming of a quarterback in the NFL. Uh, now, all the leagues are profiting from it. All the networks are profiting from it. You know, Trey Wingo is. I do it for free as a public <laughs> service. <laughs> You're doing this podcast for free anyway. I don't yeah, know about the rest of it. The podcast, yeah, no. Um, no, it's fun. I, it's funny. Ultimately, I'm doing very similar stuff to what I did, you know, when I used to do more field work at ESPN, not the sports center, but running around doing silly stories. We did that for 10 years or more, you know, on just countdown alone. Um, and you know, each week, what are you going to make up that hopefully is halfway funny and, and, you know, attracts a crowd here. It's kind of event by event. Hey, go to the Super Bowl. go to the opening of Del Mar, you know, go this, go there. And while I'm wherever I am, we think up a few little video sketches that might work i think we got a couple good ones for the super bowl so this is a fun week it's awesome you know i'm curious how, how do you think that the sports media world in general has handled the legalization of sports betting so far i mean do you think it's covered enough do you think it's covered too much should it be like a separate entity like media wise altogether like what's your take on that well there's enough bandwidth to do it all right like i mean just look at espn as an example they had like 19 channels and they got all the podcasts and they got the radio and they got a magazine and they got the website and I'm probably leaving out some things. Right. So there's space and all, you know, all the others have all, all that too, right. They all have all the different platforms. So the consumer, there's a little bit for everybody. If you don't want to be involved and, you know, watch some documentary on something or watch just the highlight show or, you know, you're not compelled 
now the advertising's rather ubiquitous, right? It's all over the place, but you know, so is it for cars and insurance and right. We don't talk about that very much, do we? Why are there so many insurance ads all the time? Well, there's probably more insurance ads than gambling ads, but I think because it's a little controversial and it's all kind of new, I think it's, I think it's more of that, that it kind of like, it's a little jarring when maybe before it wouldn't have been. Yeah. Like if you, if you were doing sports center, would you, do you think you'd be bringing in, uh, you know, over unders and, you know, they hit the spread or anything like that? Or would you, do you think you would be keeping it separate? Um, we were doing that. I think, you know, I was only left a little over a year ago. Yeah. We, we would show, and this wasn't me just doing, this was a company ordained, you know, it'd be like, you know, pick an example, you know, like a NBA playoff game just got tied at three to three and game seven's coming up. And one of the first things that we would do after the highlight and the sound and whatever is all right, Vegas says that, you know, golden States minus, you know, we, that was part of the program. So I don't know if there's anything necessarily bad about that. Like, I don't think, you know, even us in the thing we're doing right now, Trey and I, you know, doing this for Caesars, we're not screaming at people and demanding they all start betting if they weren't before. It's more like it's just another advertisement, right? There's advertising for all sorts of things. And like I said earlier, everybody's in on this. Everybody realized they could be monetized. It all came to everybody at once. Right. And all of a sudden the leagues got a little more liberal with you know what they thought was allowable. There's still restrictions. You know, Obviously we shouldn't be talking to current players and bringing up that subject and putting that in the, I think that's where the line is, but talking to fans or talking to, you know, sports commentators who want to say, Oh man, I really think LeBron's going to, you know, get the record tonight. That's a 36 and over, you know, like, what did that pay by the way? Um, uh, about plus 200, I believe. Huh? I kind of had a feeling he was going to do it because it just seemed like wrap it up. Just take some shots. <laughs> I don't know how many shots he took, but I watched enough of the game to see the record, which is cool. Um, but yeah, to answer the previous, I think I did. It's just part of the, you know, it's, you could argue it's a little bit like the legalization of marijuana in some states. Mm. It's this thing that people were already doing. Now we're going to make it safe, legal and tax it. Right. And and it's, you know, Washington, I'm from Washington state, whole society didn't fall apart once they legalized, you know, people, some people use it and some people don't. And I don't know. It's, I think some of it's overblown almost the analysis of what is happening. You know, like it's a thing that people were already doing. Everybody was betting fantasy football with their grandma, you know? Right. And now, now it's just a little more available for those who want to do it. So I, I know you have to run in just a minute or two, Kenny. So I just wanted to ask you quickly about these uh, special props that you put together for Caesars for the Super Bowl. The one that has my attention is interception to occur in the end zone, plus 1,000 on the yes, minus 1,800 on the no. Uh, I assume that you uh, don't get too excited to lay minus 1,800 on stuff. So so you must like the yes here, right? Well, I, I that came about because of the story I'm working on. We're doing this thing with Malcolm Butler, who, as you know, intercepted the ball. Mm-hmm. to beat my Seattle Seahawks. We're doing a feature story with him shooting that tomorrow. Um, and so we just kind of made that complimentary, like, you know, why don't we have something kind of related to that? The other one I had from last year actually lost the company some money because it happened. So I played <laughs> not very well, not very much, but I played at UNLV a long time ago. And Jim Carr, our research guy, said, hey, do you know your longest touchdown pass ever? And I honestly didn't even know. Cause, you know, I was second string, didn't play that much. But I threw something that was a 59-yard touchdown. And actually, I threw it like five feet, and Michael Morton ran the rest of the way. But um, 
it counts as 59. So we said, why don't we make a prop based on that? So apparently last year it hit. So the, the bet is 60 and over, right? And I think plus 320. If you say no, minus 420. I think run- yes, that's worth a shot. Three I to think one so on a, too. On a bomb happening. Yeah. All right, yeah. So what's your take? You think it's going to be a little back and forth affair on Sunday? Yeah. I mean, I think everybody's saying the same thing. And that's probably the correct analysis. You know, they're they're both really good. They were, you know, really good through and through. And two great quarterbacks, just, you know, star makers all over the place. So no result will surprise me. But if I'm, you know, compelled to say one over the other, I'd take Philly. But, you know, wouldn't be shocked in the least if it doesn't go that way. All right. Well, great talking to you, Kenny. Appreciate your time. And I'll just get in a quick plug for your charitable uh, organization. Uh, everyone can go to runfreely.org to uh, learn uh, all about what you're doing there. Thanks so much for joining us on Gamble On. All right. Thanks for having me. Two men. Two men. $10,000. Will they run it up or blow it all? It's time to check in on the Gamble On bankroll. Listener mail is coming up shortly, but first, let's update our betting bankroll. And there was only one bet graded this week, and it went our way. Uh, LeBron broke the scoring record Tuesday against the Thunder. I put $100 on that last week at plus 200 odds, so we won $200. Uh, We will have a lot of new graded bets next week. Uh, The NFL awards are getting handed out tonight, Thursday night. We're positioned to do somewhere between poorly and horribly on those. (laughs) And we have the Super Bowl bets that we placed uh, early last week and and more that we'll be placing this week. But for now, after winning 200 bucks last week, we're down by a best in a long time $1,396. We also have $1,765 on holding futures bets. So that leaves us with $6,839 available to bet with this week. And since it's Super Bowl week, we may as well go a bit crazy and make three bets instead of the usual two. And you're up first, Jeff. Uh, Get it started. Well, let's start by getting crazy here. Travis Kelsey, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, anytime touchdowns, all three of them, plus 812 on FanDuel, 50 bucks to win 406. Kelsey and Hertz are self-explanatory. And A.J. Brown, I, I, I hate playing this game here that I'm about to play, but he's due. So there you go. <laughs> uh, you, you can't argue with science like that. Uh, it's hard to. I mean, I, listen, you know, regression to the mean, you know, that's the scientific term. But right. he's due. He's due. He's yeah. due for a score. You know, right. and that, so that's where I'm at. And okay. Kelsey, Kelsey is going to score a touchdown. Otherwise, the Chiefs are going to lose 37 nothing. All right. <laughs> right. Which Which would be fine. Right. And Hertz, I mean, if the ball gets down, you know, I mean, he could he could run for one at any time. Right. Obviously. Right. And if the ball gets to the, you know, the one yard line, I mean, you know, it's coming. Exactly. And it's unstoppable. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. So we have some overlap here uh, with uh, with our first bets. Uh, last week, you requested that I make a 90 to one parlay uh, like the one that I hit on the AFC title game that I didn't even realize I'd won. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to do you one better, Jeff. I'm giving you a 100 to one parlay. Um <laughs> I was amazed. I was putting this together, and it priced out at exactly plus 10,000 at DraftKings. So uh, Hmm. here it goes. Four legs. Uh, Now, my 90-to-1 winner was three legs with a first touchdown score and two anytime touchdown scores. So this is kind of similar. Jalen Hurts, first touchdown. So we have Mm -hmm. uh, overlap there, although I'm more specific. has to be the first touchdown. The two starting tight ends, Travis Kelsey, who's part of your parlay, and Dallas Goddard. Uh, anytime touchdowns Mm -hmm. and then i'm jumping on brett smiley's favorite bet that he shared in the work slack the Kadarius tony under 
as Smiley expects him to be in for a few plays and exit with an injury, uh, as he is, after all, trying to play through a not-so-great ankle injury. Uh, some books put the line at 22.5 or 23.5. In the DraftKings uh, SGP maker, I'm giving us a little buffer. We have a few options here. I'm going under 29.5 receiving yards for Tony. Uh, and very important, these are receiving yards only. He can't hurt us with a running play. Uh, so that's the bet. $15 to win 1500 and I, I really do think it has a better than 100 to 1 chance of hitting. I, I view this as a value play. Good. All right. God bless you for doing something <laughs> like that, Eric. I'm going to one-up you, of course. Oh, I'm, oh wow. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm compelled. Actually, I'm going to double up you here. Okay. And I, I'm, I'm also in, within this bet, the following bet, which is, is the most stupid bet I've ever placed in my life. <laughs> which is uh, saying something. <laughs> I, am, I am taking the opposite tact on Tony. So here we go. Oh, oh no. So we can't both win? No, okay. don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> you, don't need, you don't need to worry about this one. It's a uh, seven leg parlay for seven dollars on FanDuel at uh-huh. plus. Uh, it's it's two hundred thirty one and a half to one. So we're gonna we're, we stand to win uh, sixteen hundred twenty bucks on my okay. seven bucks here. All right, I'm okay. only risking seven bucks. So come right, on. okay. Kelsey anytime TD. We're we're, we're sticking with that. Uh-huh. All right. Now the rest of this, I'm going with like what I think is a reasonable expectation of the Eagles winning the game. All right. Okay. So I'm going Kelsey anytime TD Eagles minus one and a half. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm adding into so, that. So, so now you're counterbalancing some of your bets from last week. So uh, again, yeah. the, the clean sweep is impossible, but okay. No, no, all right. I, I'm, all a, right. I'm, a, I'm a hedger buddy. I'm a hedger. All right. <laughs> okay. So here, let, you know, let me restart this Eagles minus one and a half Eagles over 26 and a half starting. Okay. There. Okay. 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 Then I'm bet I'm 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 saying to myself oh, the Eagles are going to jump out to a lead and now they're going to nurse that second half lead. So give me Gainwell over 19 and a half yards and Gainwell anytime touchdown. Because what do they do in the second half when they're winning? They give it to Gainwell. That's right. right. Yes. So so then I'm then we could throw in the Kelsey anytime TD because he's scoring a touchdown. Uh huh. Then Jarek McKinnon who disappeared last week but was kind of injured but previous to that was catching balls like it was nobody's business over 40 yards receiving. Okay. All right. And Kadarius Tony over 50 yards receiving. That's going to kill me that one. But now, the, <laughs> now, the reason I'm doing that is, is that that's also because everyone's anti Tony, but Tony is a dynamo and can take what, you know, he, uh, you know, it, it could be one catch for 50 yards. Right. right? He's a big so play. I'm go- yeah. And it, and it was like plus 400 or something. So it really, it really juiced the odds here. So I, I'm, I'm taking it. You want to like eliminate Tony from it. It probably makes a lot more sense to do that. But I'm keeping Tony in it. I could bellyache next week when six of the seven legs hit. <laughs> yes. Except for Tony. But they, I mean, this is there. There's some there's some logic to this bet. Right. There's some logic. What if not what a if, lot? <laughs> what if we sweep both bets except we get middled on Tony? He lands between twenty nine and a half and fifty, and we lose both bets because of it. I mean, that sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah, it kind of does. All right, so my next bet, uh, I'm not going 100 to 1 or 200 to 1 or anything like that. Uh, This bet, it actually pains me to to make this bet, but, but, you know, value is value, and... uh, Last week you placed Chiefs money line bets, and uh, I'm I guess I'm I'm not as inclined to hedge as you. I, I do want to make other bets that can win along with it. Um, so I found this one at BetMGM that I think is priced way too high. I don't want it to win, but at least our fake bankroll will benefit if it does. It's Eagles to lead at halftime, Chiefs to win in regulation, 
plus 650. Uh, this feels to me more like a scenario that should be priced around four to one or five to one. Um, I wrote it up in the staff picks article that will run on sports handle on Friday. So I won't give away all the details here, but the 2022, 23 Eagles are one of the greatest first half teams the NFL has ever seen. And no lead is ever safe against Mahomes. So, you know, Eagles leading at halftime, but chiefs coming back to win. I hate to say it, but it's very realistic. And, and plus six fifty is too high. So with pretend money only, Putting twenty bucks on this to win one hundred thirty. I feel like you're you're breaking some laws by doing that to yourself. <laughs> you're, you're really, you're really putting yourself in a bad position there for that one. But all right, it's 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 your bet. It's fine. All right, for my last bet this week, I, this is a no brainer. Uh, over at DraftKings at plus four hundred, the value here is out unreal. Give me twenty five bucks to win a hundred on Blue Gatorade. <laughs> really, we're doing no-brainer. Gatorade bets. Yeah, well, the Gator. It, it, I mean, I've been reading about it. There's like the the blue Gatorade, icy bluers. I forget which one it is. It's like their number one seller. Then there's another blue flavor that they have. So they got more than one blue, and it, yeah, it's it's blue. It's I'm going 100. percent I'll all be right. betting this every year for the rest for the all uh, rest of time. Always blue. All right. Well, it's only 25 dollars, and even more so, it's only 25 pretend dollars. So I guess I That's guess right. I have to be okay with it. <laughs> um. So for my final bet, uh. Gotta love these cross-sport bets. Um, they're mostly ridiculous, but 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 sometimes you can find value. A couple of years ago, I won with aces by a tennis player greater than punts in the Super Bowl. I, I believe that was hmm. the bet. Um, here, I'm going with a bet that a couple of books have. Uh, again, we're piling on uh, Travis Kelsey to have a decent game. Kelsey receptions greater than total goals in the Canadians-Oilers game, which starts at 1230 Eastern on Sunday. Kelsey should be the favorite here. I saw him minus 140 at one book on this prop, but at win bet, it's minus 115 both ways. Uh, Oilers and Canadians, they average 6.31 combined goals per game. So you're basically getting minus 115 on Kelsey over six and a half receptions. That would be about right in the regular season, but but not in the playoffs, not in the Super Bowl. Uh, even against a defense that can take away your best weapon, Kelsey is more likely than not to get his catches. You know, maybe not huge plays, but at least a bunch of five and ten yard receptions. You can't shut that down. So $115 to win 100. Kelsey catches over goals in the hockey game. Love it. Love it. (laughs) All right. And we finish the show with a dip into the Gamble On listener mailbag. Uh, This week's question was sent over email by Jerry. Uh, If you don't want to ask your questions on Twitter, remember, you can email the podcast at eraskin at usbets.com like Jerry did. Jerry writes, I have different questions about podcasting for each of you. Jeff, as someone who also hosts live radio shows, what do you like or dislike about podcasting in comparison? And Eric, as someone who started podcasting quite a few years ago before it was trendy, does it bother you that now almost everyone has a podcast? Uh, you want to take your side first, Jeff? Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, it, it's like two different mediums. You know, this is, uh, you know, it's just me and you and, you know, we, we I mean, it's not like we know exactly what we're going to say before we say it, but, you know, we, we talk about what we're going to say, whereas live radio completely unscripted, uh, have like an immediate interaction with listeners calling up and I'm taking calls. Uh, it's a, you know, it's a high wire act a little bit, you know, I have a dump button, you know, I have like a seven second delay, Okay. but, uh, honestly hosting a live radio show is like about as thrilling as you can get in the media business. Uh, and like by the time I'm done, like after a four hour show, I'm, I am like legit spent, you know, it's mm-hmm. like a consistent, like adrenaline rush. Every time I come back from commercial, uh, it's, it's, it's just fun. 
You know, it's like it, it's it's crazy. It's 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 a it's one of my most fun work experiences of my life. So that's I mean, I think but the, the big difference is just that that live factor and like right. taking calls on, you know, on the fly and never knowing what's going to happen next. You know, so I have a couple questions. Uh, how often how regularly do you end up using the dump button? Very rare. It usually only if somebody drops a F bomb or something. Okay. Okay. It's not it's it's not a case of uh, you know, you, you saying something and instantly regretting it. It's, it's more, no, I, uh, I, 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 I once cursed on the radio. I had to dump myself, which is, you know, embarrassing. (laughs) Uh, somebody was telling me a story about a time that they like rode a bike into a brick wall. And I was like, Oh shit. You know? (laughs) So that was, I had to dump myself, but uh, no, very rare, very, 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 only when somebody curses. Okay. And and that's rare because people know not to. All right. And then my other question for you, because I've never listened to you on the radio. uh, No, no offense. I hope you don't take that personally, but it it hasn't happened yet. Yet. Uh, But what is the subject matter? Local issues, politics, that sort of thing? Or or is it anything and everything? It's anything and everything. You know, we try to keep it Jersey related. But I mean, so it just, yeah, it it really, it could, big snowstorms coming. We're talking about that. Something happened in politics. We're talking about that. Uh, something happened and, you know, my kid said something stupid to me. We're talking about that. Like what, I, but, you know, whatever it is, it's, uh, it's free form. It's supposed to be funny and light and, you know, we have a good time with it. So I guess my concern, if I were doing it would be that somebody is going to bring up a topic I know nothing about. How often does that happen? And how good are you at, uh, BSing your way through it? Well, I mean, we choose the topics. Like, so if I'm doing a four hour show, like we're basically doing four topics and like, okay. I, you know, I'm, I'm choosing what I'm talking about, but it helps that definitely, you know, I, I think, uh, your, the, the ability to be a pretty good general interest talk show host, I think would start with, did you, were you able to do well in trivial pursuit? If you took all the orange squares out, <laughs> right. you know, like I, I, I like to think that, I mean, my knowledge base is like mile wide inch deep. You know, okay. I, I feel like I'm pretty comfortable talking about just about anything on a base level. You know, obviously, once we get into the weeds and, you know, it's limited to like pretty much sports betting and, uh, you know, booze, I guess. I don't know. You know. <laughs> right. OK. All right. So those are the ones where you are more than an inch deep. Everything else inch deep. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. OK. All right. Um, as far as the the part of the question that, uh, that Jerry was directing toward me, d- does it bother me that everyone has a podcast? Not really. Um, I mean, you could say there are too many podcasts, but the beauty of the format for a listener is you find the ones you like with hosts you like about subjects you like. There really is something out there for everyone. And those are the ones you subscribe to. Um, Like I have my handful of podcasts that I never miss. And then my other group where it shows up on my feed. Maybe I decide to listen based on who the guest is. Maybe I listen to the first few minutes and delete it if I'm not into it. And and then there's the third category of ones that that aren't time sensitive that pile up on my phone and I get to them when I've run out of current pods to listen to. Specifically for me, that's the Dana Carvey, David Spade mm, podcast. I love that. That's a good one. It's it's fine. It has its moments. But it's good in that I can turn one on whenever. If I fall fall two months behind on those, doesn't matter. Doesn't right. matter. But they're sitting there when I run out of other stuff. But I guess my big gripe with the everyone has a podcast trend is the same as my gripe twenty years ago with reality TV. Celebrities have kind of ruined it. Um, like <laughs> reality TV was mostly great when it was nobody's starving on an island, and then and then the Osbournes was a surprise hit. And famous people decided cameras should follow them around. And and most of these people were boring, but they got ratings and reality TV got a lot worse. Like the mole was great. Celebrity mole was unwatchable. Mm. Um, 
with podcasts, some celebrities are good at it. Don't get me wrong. Conan is great. Uh, the smartless guys are very good, or at least two of the three are very good. I won't name names. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so many people with bad personalities have tried it and get paid to do it just because they're famous, not because they're good. Uh, and the pandemic definitely inspired way too many people to finally try podcasting. So, so that would be my gripe. Just because you're a good actor doesn't mean you have interesting things to say. And and certainly not every TV show ever warrants a rewatch pod featuring the ninth person down the cast list. So there's my yeah, no right. rant on that. I like it. I like it. Good rant. All right. All right. Thank you. And that'll do it for this episode of Gamble On. Thanks, everybody out there for listening. And thanks again to this week's guest, Kenny Main. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Raskin and Jeff at Jeff Edelstein and follow US Bets at US underscore Bets. And use any of those handles to send questions or comments for the mailbag or email me at eraskin at usbets.com. Go to usbets.com for all the latest news and analysis from the world of gambling and subscribe to this podcast on Megaphone, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else. And with that, Jeff, please take us out. You know, I, I still haven't stopped thinking about this New Jersey, uh, you know, watching how much I gamble thing. I mean, uh, here's here's another partial list of some phone calls I expect in the coming years. Uh, hi, Jeff. It looks like you haven't exercised in 20 years. Maybe it's time to go out and take a fucking walk. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Jeff. Looks like you bought flour, edibles, and vapes last week. Remember, marijuana is a treat, not a treatment. Uh, okay, how about this one? Hey, hi, Jeff. Uh, looks like your Pornhub usage was way up last week. Everything okay with you and your wife? Hey, New Jersey, stay out of my shit! If I'm, what I'm doing is legal, just leave me alone. Let me please just gamble on! <laughs>